So if the Cardinals could play the Pirates pretty much all the time, I think this season would go a lot better. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Three-game sweep of the Pirates. Uh, not, not quite enough to watch the taste of that five-game sweep that happened to the uh, Cardinals over on the West Coast, but still feels pretty good, still shows the Cardinals are getting the work done. And as tough as the rest of the league can be, these are the games that you absolutely have to win if you want to try to keep up with the Cubs, keep up with the Brewers, stay within distance so you can use the final week of the season when you go head-to-head with the Cubs really stick it to them and take the division from them. That's that's just my opinion. We're going to recap uh, a bit of the weekend, especially yesterday's game, that big comeback victory, uh, 11-9, I believe it was. Goldschmidt and Lane. Lane Thomas, Lonnie, as I've heard him referred to on Twitter some, coming through uh, for the birds. So we got that coming up. And uh, so, yeah, should all around be a pretty good show. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify. Listen to us on your smart device and uh, everywhere. You listen to your favorite shows. It's uh, pretty much the way to go. By the way, uh, you're going to be playing fantasy football. Make sure you listen to Vinny Liar and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everybody else. Then guess what? And you're going to be trying to draft the same guy in the same spot as everybody else. Get the edge from Vinny. That's going to put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football on your favorite podcast provider. Going to be a lot of fun there. Uh, I don't have a team yet. I'm still trying to convince my wife to play with me. Football is actually more her sport, I believe. She likes baseball and she'll watch it with me, but uh, if, if her beloved WKU Hilltoppers are on TV, she wants to be watching that. Believe it or not, there was a time in that we would go to the football games. We'd go watch the Hilltoppers, and then here came Sam. And Sam said, no, we're just going to stay at home. My wife said, that's fine. I'd love to stay at home. So we don't do that anymore. But we will go to the Cardinals game here pretty soon. All right, so uh, let's get rolling. Three big things. Number one. All right, the Cardinals uh, coming back 11-9 and nine over the Pittsburgh Pirates. I have to admit, I was watching the game, and when it was eight to four, I said, "You know what? I, I just, I just, I can't. I just can't. I wish I had." I mean, oh my goodness, um, Goldschmidt, Lane Thomas, <laughs> Jose Martinez. Oh, he drew a walk and got a run. Even Tom, even Edmund getting in on the action. Uh, we're going to take a closer look at the game. Coming up here in just a little bit. Number two. And uh, in our second segment, we will be talking more about the upcoming series against the Royals. But another chance for the Cardinals to pull ahead and uh, and, and really trying to make up some of this ground they lost when they were on that West Coast trip. And who knows, maybe the scouts can take a closer look at some of those players and uh, the Royals have for the offseason. Number three. And finally, it seems like uh, Goldschmidt's starting to get back on track again. I don't know if the average is going to get back up to uh, 300 or close to that, but we're going to take the production we can get out because, hey, uh, it's been awesome so far. Uh, Munoz, Kinzer, 
Thomas again, always just uh, getting in there and and just whew, there's a lot to unpack from this previous game. So uh, the Cardinals complete the sweep of the Pirates, winning uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Lane Thomas, Paul and Goldschmidt have to be co-players of the game. And Goldschmidt hits it over Marte. Spray chart, go for it. You can't get up there and catch it. No, sir. Right over him. He was positioned perfectly, but that's a bomb into right center. Number 26, Goldschmidt. Figure out something. Thomas hits it the other way down the right field line, and that ball is down. And over the right fielder, Reynolds. DeYoung will score easily. And Thomas to third. And I tell you what, Lane Thomas finally getting a start. You know, the the hashtag free Lane Thomas. I don't know what Mike Schultz got against the guy. He came out and he really performed well. Some, I mean, amazingly, they got, they got Edmund and Thomas into the same lineup. And you would think that just isn't possible. But uh, Paul Goldschmidt also hitting his 26 bomb uh, of the year, by the way, thanks to uh, Fox Sports Midwest and uh, Danny Mack there on the call on uh, those, on those clips there. So the Cardinals, Trying to turn it around, but this is kind of what belies the entire Cardinals season so far, is the fact that when you put them up against a team like the Pirates, who everybody else is beating up on, they do great. You know, I think they've pretty much destroyed the Pirates all season long. But when it comes to the teams that matter, when it comes to the teams that count, and we're talking about your Dodgers, we're talking about your Astros, you know, we're talking, we're talking about the Braves. Shoot, we might be talking about the Mets. Because that comeback is as improbable as it is. You've got to be able to put these other teams away. Do I still feel good about the Cardinals' postseason chances? Well, like I said, I don't know. The Cubs are horrible on the road. The Cardinals are horrible on the road. It's really going to come down to that last little stretch of games where you've got, it's, it's seven games over 10 days or something like that against the Cubs to end the season. It's something nuts like that. It's going to come down to that. Now, if the Cardinals do make it into the postseason, I don't know that I, I don't know how I feel about their chances. I really don't. And I, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. Seeing the way they played against the Dodgers, seeing the way they played against the Astros, doesn't inspire a lot of hope because no matter how good it might feel to see them beat up on a team like the Pirates that doesn't mean that they've still got the tools to go into the postseason and make a deep run. You still got to find a starting pitcher. You still got to be able to sit there and try to find some way to spell that bullpen. And you got to find a consistent offense. I'm glad Goldschmidt's coming around. I'm glad Lane Thomas finally got a start. But it's got to be consistent. I mean, it has to be consistent. I mean, if we got the Goldschmidt most of the time we got yesterday... Goldschmidt, four for five, three RBI. Only got left on base once. You know, DeYoung putting up the goose egg. Ozuna going uh, two for four. Now, DeYoung did score a run because he drew a walk. You know, Munoz, one for three. Kinzer, one for four. Thomas, two for five. I mean, you've just got to get better production. More. I mean, that, that's, a fine, that's a fine production from your lineup, but you've got to be able to do more. You have to do more. Uh, Miles Michael is not looking too sharp, though. Six runs 
on seven hits, five of those earned over five innings, gave up only one walk, so uh, pretty typical for him. Four strikeouts, gave up two home runs, his ERA not 4.13. Junior Fernandez, two-thirds of an inning, and, well, he gave up another couple of runs. Webb, Gant, Brebbia, all coming in, shutting things down. Gant and uh, Brebbia looking particularly sharp. Gant Gant picking up the win. Miller uh, getting the save, his fourth of the year. He only gave up one run and one inning of work, but still, a lot of people giving Miller a lot of hard time. And I got a lot of messages, and I got a lot of emails from people telling me I was crazy for telling them to move Carlos Martinez, that Carlos Martinez was just tired, that Carlos Martinez could still be the ace the Cardinals were looking for, that Carlos Martinez was the pitcher the Cardinals were looking for for next season. And we didn't need to trade for anybody. We don't need to sign anybody. One guy even told me that it just seemed incredulous to even think that they should make a run at Garrett Cole when you got Carlos Martinez. Well, let me myself just, just crystal clear on this. Sometimes when I watch Carlos Martinez and see just how awful he can be, and yes, he has been tired as of late, but when I remember the stories about all the crap he gets into, about the the fights he's gotten into at strip clubs, how he doesn't prep right for his start, how he was so late for a start one time he almost didn't make it, I would almost trade him for a pack of Reese Cups and a large Coke. I don't want him on the team. I don't want him on the team whatsoever. I feel like Gallegos could be your closer. I feel like Gant could be your closer. Martinez, get him off the team. And I know I know trade his trade value hasn't been lower ever. You're not going to get a lot for him, but still. I mean, just make the room because you're relying on him. You're I mean, you still got people saying, oh, well, you know, uh, Reyes, Reyes is going to come back and it's going to be good. This is the third lost season for Reyes. Third lost season for Reyes. When are they going to when are they going to learn that you know sometimes you can't keep relying on these guys that always gets hurt and it's not Reyes' fault and I feel horrible for him. You know, it's 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 an injury thing and that's not, you know, from what I can understand it's not from a lack of work. It's not from a lack of of trying. It's just plain bad luck. But still, the Cardinals are a business. They got to find the best players they can, and I got to tell you, that means you got to cut bait sometimes. And a lot of people think I'm crazy for it, but the upside for Reyes is absolutely negligible when he can't even start a game. I don't want to hear any more about it. Martinez, Reyes, both have to go. You know, and again, I don't know. I don't know really how you're going to trade them. To be honest, they're probably still going to be on the team. In fact. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this in our next segment. Why the Cardinals can't even rebuild right now. I, I was listening to uh, Kevin Wheeler about this, and he's absolutely right. And we're going to talk about that coming up in our next segment. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. You can listen to us on Google and Home. Google, on your, well, you can listen to us on your Google Home and your uh you know, your Echo device. You can also listen to us on Google and Apple Podcast, Spotify, and your favorite app, whatever it might be. It could be the brand new Himalaya app. Check us out there. We'll be right back. Our second segment right around the corner. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Cardinals just coming off a three-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
but I'm not really celebrating because they beat up on the Pirates all season long. I'll celebrate when they start beating up on some of these better teams. That's not going to be for a little while, though. We're going to take a look at this first game of a two-game set against the Royals here in a few minutes because that's who's next for our Redbirds. First, the new locked-on NFL is on fire. Last week, one of the most listened-to NFL shows, and with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson, and hosted by Brian Peacock, Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. It's the way to go, I'm telling you. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm, I, know, I don't know if he's very high on my Titans, but to be honest, I'm not very high on my Titans either. And speaking of not being very high on somebody, that's pretty much how I feel about the Cardinals. Again, three-game sweep taking over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Still not all that uh, still not all that jazzed about them. It's something they've been doing all year long. It's the up and the down. And I, like I said, I feel like it's going to come down to that final week of the season against the Cubs to decide who's going to be where. I mean, I could be wrong about that. The Brewers could come out of nowhere and just knock the Cardinals and Cubs down in the face. But then it's going to be who's going to be in the wild card. Are the Cardinals even going to be in the race for the wild card? Because here come the Mets. You know, the Nationals are still hanging around. It's getting to be a pretty tight race. So uh, I was listening to the Kevin Wheeler show. He's on a 101 ESPN out of St. Louis. And he was talking about how the Cardinals can't even rebuild right now. And the long and short of it is, is because they got nobody you really can move. You know, you, you got Paul Goldschmidt on a massive contract. Not that you'd want to move him. That's one of the guys you want to build around, in my opinion. You know, you could probably trade Paul DeYoung, but again, that's one of the guys you want to build around. Ozuna, probably gone at the end of the season as a free agent. He says he wants to come back. We'll see what Mo does. You're not going to be able to trade Rich. You're not going to be able to trade Martinez. If you do, you're going to get pretty much next to nothing for him. Uh, Michaelis is a piece you might be able to move, but again, in the middle of one of his worst seasons, especially after it's just his second season back and not looking so hot, so you're probably not going to get a lot for him. So he goes down this list of all these players, and he's absolutely right. The Cardinals, the Cardinals can't even rebuild right now, and and it's kind of crazy to think about it. But this is a team that's become bloated with payroll, and I know a lot of people are like, "Well, just spend more money." I mean, they they've got a pretty high payroll. It's like one hundred and sixty million dollars. They're not exactly. I mean, they're not in the deep deep end of the pool. They're not spending Cubs money. I think the Cubs are like well over $200 million. But they're in the middle part of the pool there. So, I mean, again, it's not like they're not spending money. And I don't know where they're going to add to because, again, who, how are you going to move some of these guys? You know, Yadier Molina, he's got another year left at, I think, $20 million. Uh, Matt Carpenter, same thing, close to $20 million. You know, a lot of these younger guys, they're on $11, $12 million deals. So what are you going to do? This is going to be probably one of the more painful eras of Cardinal baseball to live through. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as bad as the early to mid-90s, but we're pretty much just going to have to wait for some of this contract stuff to go through. You know, the only other choice is to eat the contract money try to get prospects, or if the other team wants to eat the money, not getting a whole lot back. And at that point, it's it's still just going to be painful. 
And a lot of this can be laid at the feet of Mo simply because bad choices, bad contracts being made. Brett Cecil, his face is still on the side of a milk carton somewhere. Nobody knows where he is. Uh, and a lot of these other guys, you know, and it's been a lot of bad draft picks too. You know, and this insistence on hanging on to guys like Harrison Bader, this insistence on to hanging on to guys like Tyler O'Neill. Um, this offseason, there's a lot of work that's going to have to be done to try to improve this roster. Again, I don't know how much you can improve it. Um, but I think first and foremost, you've got to clear some room in the outfield and improve your starting pitching. Your starting pitching. So to me, you got to find some guys to trade and you got to improve the staff. You guys, Randy A down there in the minor leagues, he might be ready to come up. He might come up and just whiff out. I don't know, but he needs to come up and be given a shot. He needs to be given a shot before Harrison Bader gets another shot. I'll put it to you like that. And I like Harrison Bader, but we're in the midst of a, of a division race and the Cardinals have to put the best guys out there. They absolutely can. So how would you go about rebuilding the Cardinals? Let me know at Moose Michaels on Twitter. You can also uh, email me, moose at onairwithmoose.com, uh, or tweet us at LockedOnSTL. Cardinals got the Royals coming up uh, next, and Jack Flaherty taking the mound for the Redbirds. Hey, since the All-Star break, dude has been on fire. Six starts, .94 ERA, held the Dodgers scoreless this past Wednesday, allowing just four hits while striking out 10 through seven innings. Glenn Sparkman. Boy, that sounds like a baseball name. Who are you? I'm Glenn Sparkman. He's taking the bump for uh, the Royals. He, his, his stats not quite as cool as his name. He's 3-7 and seven on the season. 5.71 ERA, only 56 strikeouts compared to Flaherty's 150. But it's the Royals, and they're one of the worst teams in baseball. His last start was also Wednesday, or this past Wednesday. He was in Boston. It got suspended in the 10th inning with the score tied at four. Went four in the third inning, gave up seven hits, four runs, his fourth straight rough outing since shutting out the White Sox on July 16th. So, yeah, I don't know. He could be due. He might shut out the Cardinals uh, later on today as well. I tell you what, the game going to be 7-15 Central, and uh, the Cardinals visiting the Royals up there in Kauffman Stadium. I will give this for the Royals. Kauffman Stadium, one of the nicest ballparks. I have ever been to. Very, very, very good. So uh, we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye on what the Cardinals are doing, and uh, hopefully they can find some consistency. Hopefully they can find a way to keep the offense rolling to help back up this starting pitching, and uh, we'll see what they can do. Cardinals 61-55 on the season after the three-game sweep of the Pirates. And a uh, quick look at the standings. Let's take a look here. You know, I, I wanted to apologize to you because I don't have them pulled up at all. Uh, the Cardinals now two games back behind the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the Cubs 64 and 54 on the season again, St. Louis 61 and 55. The Brewers only a half a game back behind, uh, Milwaukee, excuse me, behind St. Louis 62 and 57 on the season. As far as the wild card goes, uh, St. Louis still holding on to the second spot. Washington, uh, get a half-game lead on the Cardinals for that. Milwaukee, of course, right behind that. And then here come the Mets, a game out of the wild card. Philly and Arizona just back there as well. Kind of funny how all these teams suddenly became contenders, right? We'll take a more closer look at all that tomorrow right here on Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Again, follow us. 
Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, your favorite, whatever your favorite podcast app is. You can also listen to us on your smart device and in your car. And if you're playing fantasy football, don't forget, check out Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On NFL. Going to be a really good time. We'll see you tomorrow. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.